Uh, so we're going to talk some golf shortly. In fact, uh, yeah, we uh, we were about to be joined by the Golf New South Wales Chief Executive Stuart Fraser after the state government and Golf New South Wales uh, signed this three-year deal, which will see some big events taken out of Sydney. And uh, I believe we've got Stuart there now. Morning, Stuart. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thank you. So just tell us, so what tournaments... And where are they going? Yeah, look, um, we still do announce a number of the venues, but the tournaments involved will be the Men's New South Wales Open, um, which in 2023, that's down at Rich River, um, down on the Murray, which is fantastic, an area that's been sort of affected by, by the floods. So great to take a, a major event down there. Um, the other events are the Women's New South Wales Open as well. Um, we've got two new events called the World Sand Greens Championships, uh, we've got New South Wales Senior Open and the Australian uh, Women's Classic uh, currently at Bonville. So, yeah, a, a lot of events and, um, yeah, to have them all going regionally and supporting some of these areas that have, um, you know, really struggled in past years is just, mm. just fantastic and we're so excited about it. Stuart, where do you see golf in New South Wales? Are we seeing it grow, both men's and women's? And what does something like uh, the Live Tour, what, what does that do for golf in, in our country from your perspective? Yeah, look, uh, golf really stayed strong. I mean, everyone's aware of the pandemic and the effect it had on golf, which was, um, you know, increased participation across all levels. But, um, yeah, we've seen um, club membership maintained uh, and actually grow further post-COVID. Yep. And um, most importantly, you know, driving ranges, practice ranges, mini golf are also experiencing significant growth. But... I think the most exciting thing is it's brought a lot of younger people to the game. Yeah. So that 18 to 35-year-old demographic is um, sort of one that we've, we've struggled to crack, but uh, they've come to the game in force and, and have stayed with the game. So, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, Live Golf, look, I think, um, you know, it's got a lot of headlines in, indeed, but um, Live Golf in Australia down in Adelaide this year. Um, tickets have been selling like hotcakes. So I suppose to some degree the market dictates what it's going to be like. But mm. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it's probably the best field that's been assembled in Australia for, for many, many years. And, um, yeah, I don't think we can be too picky down under here. Um, you know, when we get a chance like this to have a great field, mm. um, we've got to take it. So, look, I, I, I don't, you know, see a problem with it. The, the US tour has um, obviously been a very strong tour in the world and probably hasn't been... Um, you know, a little bit to our detriment in Australia here because um, all our stars play on that tour and very regularly come home. But uh, anyway, Lives Golf's here and um, I think it's going to be good for Australia. Do you think that's what's brought the younger generation? Uh, yeah, to some degree. I mean, it, you know, Live Golf, uh, for those that have seen it, is it's, it's a sort of a, it's certainly geared to the younger yeah. generation with music and bands and entertainment and that sort of thing. And, you know, to some degree, I think absolutely. I mean, you can't just keep doing what you've always done. And, and four-round golf um, stroke events have been done, you know, for years and years and still are. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a different product. And I absolutely, I think it appeals to the younger younger demographic. And that's certainly showing in the, you know, the coverage and that sort of thing that they're, um, they're doing, shotgun starts, um, you know, 54 holes instead of 72. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a different product, and I think the market's em- embracing it so far. I suppose there's a fine line, though, Stuart, isn't there? Because people tend to love the history of the game, and they don't want to see any change. But as an administrator, you've got to look to push forward and, 
you know, hopefully have more people be interested in the game and, and yeah. play the game. Yeah. Um, so how do you sort of balance that part of it in terms of, you know, say bringing in different initiatives or different ways of, of playing <clears throat> um, compared to just leaving it as it is? Yeah, look, absolutely the history is important and, you know, I think there's been, um, you know, a lot happening behind the scenes we don't know about. But, I mean, I don't think Liv was, was ever originally set up to go in direct competition. You know, to the major tour, it was always going to complement it. Where we've arrived at at the moment with different things that have happened is it's they are in competition. So, look, mm-hmm. you, you just hope that, um, you know, sensibility down the track some way brings, you know, them all together. Um We've already, um, you know, I'd like to see your best players playing in the major tournaments, and um, you know, thankfully, um, some of the major major tournaments have said that live players are welcome, which is which is good. No one wants to see the industry divided. Um, we want to work together, but unfortunately, at the top, there's been some, I think, personalities that obviously clashed, and we've arrived at where we're at. We're speaking with Stuart Fraser, the chief executive of Golf New South Wales Golf, and Stuart, with these tournaments heading to the regional areas. Will that lead to, I guess, upgrades in courses? Will courses be able to receive a, a funding to ensure, you know, they're up to the standard that needs to be to host such tournaments? Oh, absolutely. We've had um, and, and seen the government support that in the past. So uh, Women's New South Wales Open this year in a couple of months' time is at Tuncurry Golf Club. We were successful in uh, uh, working with government to, to build a new clubhouse there. Um, Dubbo Golf Club had irrigation installed. Um, we had a regional qualifiers there, similar at Queanbeyan. So absolutely, the, um, this, this leads to ongoing infrastructure improvement at virtually every venue we go to. So, you know, we couldn't be more pleased and thankful for the, the government not only supporting the tournaments, but also supporting the clubs with um, yeah, improved infrastructure. Naturally, we should get some big names to the bush as well. Absolutely, yeah. No, we're expecting uh, we're expecting that. Um, this deal will see increased uh, prize money across all our professional tournaments, and also um, it'll significantly increase our, our coverage in terms of live streaming and, and broadcasting these events. So, yeah, golf's a golf's a huge winner, and regional New South Wales is also a huge winner. And all the golf courses locked in, Stuart, or is there opportunity uh, for people 20, to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for 2023. So, like I said, we're going to Tung Curry for the Women's um, New South Wales Open. We're at Bonneville for the Australian Women's Classic and Rich River for the New South Wales uh, Men's Open. And we have our, our New South Wales Senior Open down at Saguna, uh, down near Aubrey as well. So, yeah, those venues are locked in and uh, moving forward, we'll, we'll have some more announcements with, um, with venues as we um, work through them. Always great to see major sporting events taken to the bush. Really appreciate your time this morning, Stuart. Great, thank you.